and welcome to the Carpetrage Podcast, episode 227. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Thnutki. Hey, that's me. Hello, viewer. Hello, listener. Hey, there you go. You did my my thing. I know. Because, yeah, I want to say hello to everybody individually. And now that I understand it, I'm less offended by it. (laughs) Yeah. Which means I might even perpetuate it once in a while. There you go. Perfect. Anyway, before we dig into our first topic, I want to briefly, as always, touch on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this customized Patreon page, you will find two open-ended monthly levels of contribution that content consumers like you can send to content producers like us. We use it to pay for hosting and mainly beer. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage and get yourself some swag. All right, moving on. Drinks. You have a Coke and Cola. I have a bottle of water. We're kind of boring for episode two. Want to talk about Girl Scout an iced oat milk latte with oat uh, juice. brown sugar. Oat juice latte. There's no oat sugar. boob. Want to talk about Girl Scout news? Coke? Coke. Yeah, throwing back to our last episode, we were talking about companies that just like totally suck. Uh huh. Yeah, Coke totally sucks. Yeah. Well, but anyway, it was already here, so yeah, nothing we can. No, do. it's okay because I actually like Coke once in a while. I like Pepsi more, but I do like Coke once in a while. I'm, I, when I mix it, I prefer Coke, but everything else, Pepsi. So I, you know, I hear where you're coming from. A, I'm not a brand There's loyalist. a specific Coke that will take over any Pepsi, and that's a McDonald's Coke. Hmm. Uh, just because they're uh, fountain machines, they get the syrup to like carbonated water yeah. like ratio just right. It's, it's probably perfected for them. So. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think that they have a different syrup. Like, good. Well, it could be. Maybe it's like the OE compounds for a sport tire or something yeah, like that. Like, it's, it's just, just a, little a little bit different. A little bit different. It's it's all there, but like just like a little like half percentage. Hey, Coke. Yeah. This is McDonald's. Uh, it's pretty good, but can you put just a little bit of extra kick in there? Yeah. Do you mean the cocaine? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little, you know, it's, like it's, like good old times. And some nicotine to keep people. Oh, coming. perfect. <laughs> no, they put that <laughs> in the McChickens. Uh, anyway, I was talking to Tom before you guys came down here today. Actually, it was yesterday. And he's got a neighbor across the street that inherited a, I think it's a 98 or 99 XK8 it's convertible. 99. 99. I went over and talked to him. I yes. gotcha. From her uncle several, yes. several years ago. And she's like a nonprofit head, just has no desire to drive this red Jaguar around. And he was asking, A, what we thought it was worth, and B, how she could possibly sell it for top dollar without actually doing the legwork herself. Mm-hmm. So topic one, we'll appraise it right now. And then topic two, a little bit later, we'll talk about the other component. But I told Tom, I'm like, well, judging from the last four or five times we've talked about Jags on the podcast and bring a trailer, I'm guessing Ryan will know exactly what this I, is worth. I have it almost to the penny here, I think. So I was originally off the cuff thinking maybe 7500 bucks, and I was talking to him. What is it actually worth? Uh, for me, I will, get, I will give her exactly $1 for it. And I will, it, she will know that I'll go to a loving home and I will have an entire social media presence of me with my $1 Jag going to car shows. I will absolutely own that and I will do it and I will make a whole thing out of it. So she can give it to me for a dollar, uh, mostly because I don't have spare money right now. Uh, but <laughs> that being said. Disregard everything you just <laughs> heard. I, no, Jag, please. That, that being said, um, I looked him up. Uh, so 99 XK8. I've seen him on brain trailer about ten grand with over a hundred thousand miles. Similar color red. It's like I'm not sure which red, but it's over oatmeal interior, which is a really smart looking tan interior. Okay. Like they have like literally eight different tan interiors. Great, on those. but it <laughs> that's looks, a very delicious name. Yeah, it, I know it's oatmeal. Oatmeal is my favorite of the tans. Um, but yeah, so it's oatmeal. 
uh, with red, and then it says seventy-two thousand five hundred seventy-one, so seventy-three thousand miles. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say with really good representation. The big determining factor is maintenance history. If this car has full maintenance history on it, I could see it going for thirteen to fourteen. Okay. Um, if it doesn't have any maintenance history, uh, ten grand. But um, yeah, she ends up finding like every single documentation of everything ever done. Like, yeah, I'm it, guessing it's been dealer service because it's a Jag. Yeah, and, well, that's the thing is these Jags is you can get really good deals on them because it's just it's old people that own them and they will just hold every single receipt that they've ever received for it. That was the mentality it's back in the day. It's never been yeah. modified. Like, it's a great car. Um, if it's all up in maintenance, so it doesn't need anything weird, mm-hmm. uh, tires are solid and everything. Like, yeah, I think it could be a uh, $13,000 to $14,000 car. Um, so well worth her time to throw it on an actual auction website. Yes. I would sell it, bring a trailer, no reserve. Yep. And because the no reserves and get some more people involved in it. Um, it could go below seat. that. Again, I don't know I the that. exact specifics, but I would say everything's solid on it. I would probably expect 13 to 14. But again, I don't, I've not personally seen it. I cannot say in this specific car that's i'm saying on a low probably but it's better than saying it depends it really yeah it's better the answer she's gonna get everywhere else yeah Yeah. but i think um her son said around 10 i think if there's no documentation that's fairly accurate Mm -hmm. but with documentation that can really help this car out because also like i saw pictures of it it's kind of a kick-ass looking xk8 Oh, okay. Like, it looks really good. Like, it's automatic, but they're all automatic. I assume they're going to be automatic until proven otherwise. Um, however, J-Gate Shifter, which is, like, a kind of a cool automatic. Like, I mean, as far as automatics go, like, just the shifting pattern of it's kind of nifty. Um, also, it's that era of Jaguar where they had the different logos saying the displacement on the hood. Oh, okay. Very cool. That's a so, weird thing, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I assume it's a 4.2. Yeah, probably. Um... But there are some other options I didn't see on it. Like, if it had the Brembo brakes, that'd be really cool. I would be shocked. Does it have the two-piece wheels or the boring ones? It looks like it's got the boring ones. Okay. So, likely... Probably it is not a Brembo. Probably not. But if it were to, that'd be very cool. Um, there's some other, like, weird options that you can get on the inside and that it could have. There's two different kinds of navigation it could potentially have. Um, <laughs> Hopefully neither. <laughs> Honestly, I would. I kind of want the... Navigation, just because the navigation, it's a separate screen. Oh, no. Oh, it's I know so, what you're talking yeah, about. That's what so, Volvo used. It's so goofy. Oh, it, no. It's literally the same one as Volvo. Yeah. I get it just because it's goofy. Like, that's the thing with these, like, 2000s cars. Like, there's going to be no car where, other than Lexus, where you're going to have decent navigation by today's standards. The early 2000s Lexus nav sucks really hard, too. But even by today's standards, it still yeah. keeps up with Subaru from five years ago it's not like, high praise but yeah no but, but uh, to your point i mean i kind of agree because like 10 years ago i'm like get rid of this crap let's put in a factory tape deck or whatever but like on the blue e46 like i went out of my way to find a like exactly. a, a good four by three shit nav, if it's got some of those goofy it's things hilariously if it's got, bad if it's got the car phone in it that'd be amazing oh, i'm not I, taking that stuff out. i always point whenever i see a car phone in a car i always call it out because they're totally cool and it's one of those things where it's like i don't know if it affects value or anything but I know for me personally, if I saw a car with a car phone, I'm throwing our 500 bucks of bidding into it. Yeah, maybe. The Rolls has a cradled Nokia 34 series camera phone in it. I love that. I'm like, that. this is dated by 2006 standards. Oh yeah, God. that's like, great. Definitely a phone from like 04 or 05. Yeah, that's awesome. And like, it's still sitting in there in the cradle. I'm like, yeah, like that's so I dumb. I just think things like that are really cool. So 
I want to turn it on and see if there's pictures on it. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> it's going to be like. <laughs> Sorry. There's a. Because, like, if it was, it was on the Merchie Lottery, you really don't want to turn oh, on the phone. Well. It, I just hope you don't turn Not it on and it ends up like my 3DS. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to end up like Janice's 3DS. I won't even ask. I, I will tell that's you a, off a, air. That I is a Patreon specific yep. response uh, that you'll hear. Yikes. Okay. Um, but anyway. I would say with And that, I bought it from a store, too, so it's even more concerning. Now, this is the thing. With that jag, there's going to be some lifting that has to be done to put on Brand Trailer. Mm-hmm. You'll get the most money if it's on Brand Trailer. Mm-hmm. I would, again, no reserve. Um, but you could do a no reserve premium. I actually suggested the, the premium with the photos. Yeah, with the photos. She doesn't want to touch it. Yeah, and I would do I would do that, and just then you just have to answer questions, and you can have your son answer the questions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of brings us to the second part of this is – um, people that just do this for a living, like car brokers. And that kind of got to the next part here, which was... Um, we can cover that right now if you want. Yeah, let's just do that together because it kind of is just a natural flow here. We yeah. have the car brokers and then the other half, which is people that just deal with insurance. Like, not just an agent, but like somebody, like an insurance benefactor. Yeah, I mean, it's what the agent should do for but their constituents, not- but they just they don't have the information to deal with it. Yeah. And that's it's not entirely fair to them because there are some situations where if it's a family friend that's your agent, they will, because I mean they know the basics. Like the first offer is always going to be bullshit, mm-hmm. so like do better. Yeah. Um, and they may even look for comparables themselves and things like that. Like with the SL, um, when that was totaled out, uh, our farmer's agent we've known for a long time, really really good dude. Their first offer yeah. was so reasonable that we just ended up taking it. Yeah. Because they had done the legwork to do it. But in the case of Kurt, which I got back here. They're, they're comps, and you have to be so careful with this stuff because people just, they, A, they corner you. They call mm-hmm. you instead of emailing you, and they, they go over all this stuff thinking you know nothing because you usually know nothing, and they make you feel like you have to take their offer, and there's no recourse. Yeah. They insisted that all of their comparables were manual transmissions and all four doors. One of them, I think, was a coupe. They were all automatics. Mm. And then they claimed that Corey's VIN pulled up as an auto. I'm what? like, I don't That's know what's wrong with your Mitchell software, but it's wrong by, uh, look at the pictures you took. Yeah. It's a six-speed. And, I'm like, I am the authority in Minnesota for manual swapping BMWs. I maintain this car. I am yeah. willing to put my reputation on the line to confirm that this came as a manual. So I think there's something to be said for, like, somebody that would, like, just do this as a career, like... I think so, too. I, I think if you have somebody that's, like, like not just, like, an appraiser, not just somebody does, like, that's an, an insurance agent... I think, like, I would call it an automotive consultant. Like, that'd be what that is. It's consultantship. It's really important because there's so many people that don't know the value of their car. Like, Mm -hmm. I follow somebody on TikTok who got rear-ended in a turbo PT Cruiser. Mm. And the insurance company of the person who rear-ended her was willing to give her $600. And I go, no, that's a turbo PT Cruiser. Especially if the maintenance is abnormally good or if there's any weird options. And I was like... The car might not be worth much, but, like, my deductible for my same-year car mm-hmm. that's worth less than yours is yeah. $500. They should not be giving you only $600. Even if that's in addition to the deductible, $1,100, yeah. I hate that vehicle, a Turbo PT is worth more than that. Oh, yeah. It yeah. just is. I would the, the cheapest Turbo PT cruiser, I would say, for, like... The cheapest you should ever get for that would be, I'd say, $2,000. That's made of yeah. rust. Oh, yeah. Piece of, like, piece made of garbage. Of rust. Yeah. Like, the worst one. But that's also a car that's appreciating. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, like, with somebody that would be, like, an automotive, like, consultant um, is, like, you know what? Somebody that, like, 
handles the sale of vehicles and mm-hmm. like deals with like and a she, car broker, but yeah. also deals with like they give you genuinely good advice because in that cause yeah, in that and situation, unfortunately, she did know that it was a turbo and that she knew that that was worth more, but yeah. she still didn't know to what extent. And that's just like having a sounding board. Even if it's like a flat fee, just ask a question and then you establish your rate exactly. for like, is it insurance advocacy? Is it maintenance questions? Yeah. Is it yeah. purchasing or selling? Finding like, I think rare estab- parts. Yeah. I, I think that that would, even if you're charging a substantial 20 or 30% fee, you would still have benefits on both ends substantially. I think like with this situation with this PT Cruiser where I think a important part of a consultant, like an advocate, like you said, would be not only... Uh, don't take six hundred dollars. Take yeah. at at least a minimum of two thousand, but mm-hmm. also buy the car back. Like that's yeah. another part that's very important. Where yeah. it's like, and people are like, well, oh, I don't want it back. That's that doesn't matter because somebody does, and yeah. they will pay you a lot more than you're paying for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like with our Accord, mm-hmm. like we yeah. bought that back because that car is worth. I could with what they gave me for the car, mm-hmm. and then our repairs and what I'm gonna sell it for. I may get effectively twice as much money. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you, and, you're battling the IAA. Yeah. Like. So like, <laughs> what we're what you're dealing with is you're dealing with you know say like let's use like the we're not, I'm not going to use the actual numbers for the accord yeah. but I'm just to use like example numbers. Let's say our accord. We can just use percentages. Well, I'm just going to use made up numbers just because of what average is for this car since sure. we don't yeah. we're not done with everything but like what an average accord would be. Let's say we bought the car for say five hundred dollars because we got from a friend that didn't know what he was doing with it. Just and we got we got a, we got for a good price. It was not five hundred dollars, but uh, then with the insurance, let's say they gave us three thousand, and we bought it back, and then we put another four hundred dollars of work into it. Well, now we're going to sell for another. We could sell for fifteen hundred and have it done next day. That car will right. be out of our life. Well, now I make fifty percent more back from that car. So mm-hmm. I make instead of having just a five hundred dollar car, I now got paid my three thousand dollars. And but then, what would somebody have paid you? Like, assume on this this payout where you got three thousand, they want four fifty back for the car. What could you sell that car for in that condition to well, somebody else? Because a yeah. lot of these people are not going to do repairs exactly. With and so, like, let's say in with in the condition of the cord right yeah. now, yeah, I could probably sell for seven hundred fifty bucks. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's still a come up. Yeah. That's still a come up. That's still a big mm-hmm. chunk. That's more than your deductible was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, and that and that's of course saying like, there's no exhaust on it. The interior has been destroyed. And I need to remove a bunch of black spray paint from but it. But an advocate could handle listing it and yeah. selling exactly. it Exactly. And mm-hmm. so when you have an advocate, like, let's say we have this accord where it's been now, like, what would have happened mm-hmm. was if I didn't know what my car was worth, they could have said, well, you bought the car for $500, so we're going to give you 700 and you're going to make... It's a good deal. It's a great deal for you. And you know what? Yeah, yeah. that's a great deal for you. But I, you just left three thousand dollars on the table. Yeah, right, and like you're not valuing like, it against a real transaction. Is, exactly. Yeah, and like, that's where consultants and advocates would come yeah. in very, very like, handy. In the case of the Accord, it was in, in a mechanic's family, so it was maintained, mm-hmm. and then we maintained it. So it. It's, Even if we I'm, paid yeah. only $500 for it, it's worth way more than that. Mm-hmm. And they just sold it to us because we were friends. You yeah, know? we were. And it was a friend deal, and we just we got it because they yeah. wanted to be done with it. Yeah, and, and we, they had gotten another vehicle that was, like, turned into the shop. But, like, and with, like, the PT Cruiser thing, it, it's, like, she already needed work done on it where, like, a really hard-to-find part was missing. And it's, like, in that case, you should buy it back 
there's going to be an enthusiast that knows exactly where to get that part. I mean, it's an SRT4 engine. Yeah. Uh, at, at very least, you have that, and those engines are getting hard to find. Yeah. You will never... But that's a book value thing just, with the PT Cruiser. Yeah. Just sure. Google SRT4 engine real quick to see how much they're worth. Like, neon SRT4 engine. Yeah. And then and Google, just, and then go to shopping and see I what don't it comes know what... Because I guarantee you're not going to find that... I'm going to look at an actual salvage yeah. but, but I don't... You're I not, not, not going to find that engine for a penny less than 3500 bucks. I don't know, like, what part of TikTok I'm on, but I keep finding people that just keep getting screwed by insurance because they do insurance not know. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I'm on insurance. But it's, it's not even, like, on my For You page. It's people that I follow dealing with these weird issues, and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, Jacob <laughs> got rear-ended, and I was like, why is everyone on my For You page getting... Uh, 1700 to $2,200 for a complete running known engine. And that that's at a salvage yard. Yeah, yep. so and she's so getting from... $600. But... Yeah, and so from like a retailer that sells complete engines that are known quantities that are mm-hmm. not just a salvage yard, and that again like removed and you can make hundred percent sure everything's good, like it would be more than that. So right. yeah, this came out of a daily driver. Yeah, like, thirty five hundred for like somewhere from like 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 one of those Japanese engine like Tiger JDM or something. Like the, yeah, for a complete yeah. dropout with a trans, especially yeah. the auto which like drag racers do use. Yeah, annoyingly that auto actually is a rather pretty stout. Yeah, and then I also <laughs> see people that like get in to accidents where like the other driver isn't insured and they're like well it blah 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 and I go I know you don't want the other person to get in trouble but you're throwing out Trust literally me, thousands those of insurance dollars. companies in a transaction like that sue those people yes. and the recovery goes towards your premium adjustment yeah. So, yeah. so so I'm like it's because like on your mm-hmm. end your insurance is going to go up because there's no other responsible party and that that is something i mean if you're if you're arguing a 750 fifty dollar payout into a three thousand dollar payout and it's a comprehensive claim mm-hmm. your rates will go up significantly more yeah but still it, it's a better you're better off taking the higher payout because it's not one for one i think in our, in our i think it's important about having an insurance advocate is it's not somebody that's not I, like necessarily a lawyer, but they'll tell no. you at what point a lawyer should be involved. Yeah, there's that, and it, yeah, I mean, it's just giving you like, is this normal? Is this not normal? Yeah, like, like it's is, giving you actual real yeah. world advice, and I think to people that has to be so valuable. Mm-hmm. I think like, but it's for vehicles that where book values don't apply essentially. Yeah, so anything yeah. old, you're not going to be doing this with a Chevy Captiva. No, no, like, nobody, no. If you if you totaled your three year old Equinox, you don't need a, an no. advocate. The book value is dead on. And yeah. th- this is for a very specific thing. It's for like inheriting yep. cars and. Like this lady's situation, mm-hmm. having somebody be an advocate, like a, an automotive consultant. Yep. Like just a, like a office that has an advocate and a seller, like two people, like somebody like you and somebody like me, yep. working together in one business. Like that'd be perfect mm-hmm. for them because then you're gonna have somebody that, you know, what, frankly, like bring a trailer, cars and bids, bottoms anywhere, yeah. anywhere you sell a car, you're gonna have to deal with a litany of questions and a bunch of dumb people. And I know you don't like dealing with dumb people. Like that is that is a character. Yeah, that is a character. Yeah, I know it's a very common thing. I come from a customer service background historically. I'm very used to dealing with dumb people, so I've got my like I'm I'm okay at dealing with dumb people. Yeah. Um. So like I'm that's why I'm like you know what I would be great at selling cars for people. Mm -hmm. I'm not in this situation. I I need to keep myself out because I work for Brunetiller. I don't want to be involved on that end. Mm -hmm. But. In a different world, yeah, I could totally see myself doing that. Being, I'm also fluent in toddler speak, so <laughs> I'm good at dealing with both sides. Wow, you guys are doing so good with that listing, but Hello, let me help friends. you, okay? Yeah, but, We're, well, we shouldn't be doing this right now. Instead, let's go do this. I think that will work out better for us. But yeah, so I, I think that there's something to be said for like 
I, I don't know why that doesn't really exist. Like, yeah. I've, heard, must, I've, heard, but... I've heard of people, like car brokers. Yeah. Like, that's a common thing. But I've just not heard of insurance advocates or a, a one business that does both. I've just not heard of that. It, it, it just has to be because nobody knows how much mm-hmm. insurance companies are taking advantage of you. I, I honestly think that's the... If you the dealt with it there. once, you wouldn't probably think about this. But when you deal with it every single time for... I don't know. I mean, I can't even count in the last two or three years how many because times I've had to fight with, an insurance company. Yeah. You've dealt with was, Sarah's car. Yeah, it was Kurt. Kurt. It was Taxman. Mr. Wags. Yeah. There's been more. The SL... What else? The element? The first element? The first element, yeah. Um, just random friends. Just a bunch yeah. of random no, friends. I mean, it's, yeah, friends. No, yeah, do you deal with this But, like, I, I cannot well, stand is me. when yeah, people but... get taken advantage of, I just cannot handle that. Yeah. yeah. I really personally hate that. And there's also, like, another thing where um, having that a third party that's not a vested interest. Mm-hmm. It's a fiduciary responsibility. Mm-hmm. You'd have to line that out where yep. like your best interest as a client needs to be completely legally in line with what I'm doing for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I think, well, I think another thing is like having a third party here where it's like, I'm not part of the, um, I'm not part of the insurance company, nor am I a lawyer. I'm not right. giving you legal right. advice. Yep. That's why I'm saying if you come to a point where I need to reference you to a lawyer, I can, mm-hmm. but like as of right now, this is what I would do in this situation. Me as a third party right. that does not own this vehicle, and me as a third party that is just looking at this from an objective, like yep. something like as somebody who's like, dealt with this before. Kind of how what Bernie Trailer does yep. with writing listings. This, this is a third party. Historically, it's, this is what happens in this situation. This is an objective <laughs> listing, and we are like for us, like we would love for you to sell your car, but we're not going to lie to do that. Right. Um, and, I, and then on the like good karma when you had to deal with insurance wasn't it hard for the shops to deal with insurance as well oh, pain in the butt like it's seriously like my least favorite thing was dealing with insurance companies and warranty companies like having an advocate that would just do that for me like i would totally have paid and that, that. would save you and like the service advisor so much time bingo That's and it huge. would save the insurance companies too because like yeah. most of these things that i went through took 90 days yeah i think you know how much time that that took not only from us but for those people and what they're paid for everybody with the pandemic nobody can come out and look at the car so everything's taking three months yeah at a minimum i I didn't deal with it at all in 2020 yeah no we did during 2020 it was it was a it was was wild but yeah i think having somebody that can actually do that and be like it just break down like into like layman's terms like a non-vested layman's terms like hey you need to do this. Like, it's like one of my favorite things was when I had somebody had a warranty. Yeah. I get karma. And I'm just like, hey, you have a warranty. You need to do these timing chains right now. Yeah. Should I sell the car? No, you have a warranty. Just do it. Like, it's just, it's, it's nice covered. to have, be as a third party, not have to worry about making a sale, not have to worry about this, that, and the other thing. All right. And with the insurance company, it's just like, you know what? You don't have to deal pissing off your customer. And like you're gonna, if they just started with yeah. an actual objective fair offer, they mm-hmm. would save so much money. And I think, yeah, and like having this like be like somebody that's just knowledgeable instead of like having to deal with like, because I'm sure like while you give them real comps, right? Like they're using so a system. Many other people, there, yeah, there's other people that are probably sitting there and they have their like 1999 Jaguar like XJ8 like car, yeah. not XK, but like the sedan. Yep. sedan. And like their car got rear-ended and it's got 200,000 miles and they're yelling at the insurance company because they look on, you know, on bringing sure bottoms to see all right. these 
like wrong X, year, XJR, wrong mileage, all these like XJR no 100s, <laughs> yeah. like with like four thousand miles and like, over forty grand. They go, my 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 car is forty grand. It's like, no, dude, you you have a, you have a two thousand dollar car here. But like, I mean, those <laughs> systems are built like if you keyed in a, like a really rare XJR or whatever with yeah. with all the condition adjustments, it should zero out to the same amount. Yeah, and it's just, it, but it's not you're going dealing to. With, you're dealing with a human that is not. But the problem is they're, they're, yeah, they're hiring non-knowledgeable yeah. humans to do these jobs. So the system has to pick up that slack and the system is wrong. And none of these errors are getting caught. So it's inadvertently, potentially, partially screwing over the person who's paying the insurance company in the first place, which is you, with your premiums. Another yeah. good place for the advocate would be for like women that take their cars to shops. Oh, God, yes. Because... Yeah. I refuse to take my sh- my car anywhere but Good Karma because every time I do, so I know my Sienna has sludge in it, I know there's other problems, like my steering rack leaks, but I don't want to fix it because I hate the... And it man- doesn't like, matter. Like, the automatic steering. Yeah, like, it, it, honestly, I like yeah. The, I like if you don't care about steering. the drips on your driveway, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. and it doesn't even, like, <laughs> drip dri- that It much. only drips under pressure. But there's, like... There's a bunch of problems in my Sienna that I already know about, and, and if I wanted to fix them, I would. But whenever I take my car, to it's a twenty-year-old car. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna have some problems. Anytime I take my car, other than good karma, I get a tech that brings me to the back to scare me into doing something to my car because there's sludge in the engine, and I tell them, "Oh no, I actually know. Like, I'll clean out the engine myself. No big deal." And they go, "Ma'am, ma'am, you can't use a hose." And I go, "No, I'm not gonna use a freaking hose. Like, I, 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 I just have don't want to do my oil change. Cleaner. Like, yeah. I just don't want to sit in my like, driveway. And that's a problem. If, if you still have, if you still have oil pressure, like, you can fix that over yeah. time with a bunch of oil changes and a bunch of filters. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's also just like sometimes people just want to go to a shop because they don't want to do a particular job. Yeah. Right. So having an advocate, like, also... That's like, a great idea, though, because th- I got a yeah. bunch of bids from when Gib took her old 5 Series mm-hmm. into a shop that mm-hmm. they used and trusted, and I'm like, I, I have receipts for doing all of these parts on your car. Yeah. So, like, they it, just don't. I think that's, like, really important. Like, also, it'd be really helpful having an advocate where, like, the shop's trying to explain this and they like the advocate can talk to the shop and the shop can be like well it needs this this and this and the advocate can know it's something knowledgeable it can say yeah. all right show me show me exactly what this is no right. that that's a that's a totally reasonable amount of sludge yep. for a toyota 3.3 liter yeah like, and i've also yeah. talked with trans women who would take their car knowledgeable as a, a man and they had no problems with it Ta- they take it after transitioning and the everyone's talking down to them yeah because like and they're like no i know exactly and i've taken my shop here or my car here before and you didn't do this to me i feel i feel like when i get older like i'm gonna probably open up a business that does this when i'm in my 40s as (laughs) i get angrier this will probably become more important to me so yeah probably yeah Yeah. well when you're when you're done making a bunch of money i was gonna say when we're we're retired we can go into advocacy (laughs) yeah because it's just like it's just for health benefits yeah it's just like so frustrating because like i definitely i only send my friend like female friends to good karma because, because we know that yeah i because like i know keith's gonna take care of them and like i know i don't know their new other advisor but like you know that at the i end know of the, the day, company if bill, found, if bill found out that somebody was being sexist so he would yeah. totally fire them like 100 yeah. percent non-stop and, so, and yeah. they always go oh, where'd he go a- oh he was being sexist he's gone yeah, yeah he's gone he's, yeah 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 exactly. like uh, yeah he, he would he would have no cap about that like it'd be absolutely mm-hmm. done immediately and people are like well this place is closer and it doesn't it, it 
it, they charge this much and i always Just, tell them i go no go here because they're gonna do the job right there's or get an estimate nice. with photos yeah. and then there's, send it to there's a gonna people. be if it's cheap sometimes there's yeah when you have an advocate here you're yeah. not gonna have to deal with that like unknown thing yeah. you have a third party that's yeah yeah it's again you're not a commission-based advocacy no. or anything. It's fiduciary. It's, it's so entirely you're, fiduciary. You're based yeah. on a fee. Yeah. It's a pre-agreed thing ahead of time, and you can establish you know, the comfort level even of the person. Like, this is a 20-year-old car. Mm-hmm. Yes, that part is leaking oil. Does it matter? Hell no. Exactly. Again, yeah. when it comes to not going to be on like your normal daily, like it wouldn't be on the Sienna, obviously. Yeah. But like if you were having a similar issue with, say, like your Buick, or if, like, actually, like... Um, like if say your father ended up with Skinny's Edsel, yeah, something like that. Oh God. Oh God. But I mean, just saying, like, <laughs> like something like that, where it's like somebody ends up with, if somebody has a collector car, mm-hmm. and they aren't, they love the car, but they aren't entirely knowledgeable on that specific yeah. car. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be or like, a, a collection, a family a a member family, dies. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I would. I would absolutely like if I had. I would do that with the Jaguar, actually. Yeah, because there's enough weird stuff that happens on Jaguars. I don't want to track it. Yeah. Like, I would totally ha- do this with a Jaguar. Or, like, if it was, like, my personal car, like, and I'm just, like, sitting here trying to, like, maintain it. And, like, if I have a Jaguar, obviously, I'm going to have, like, several other cars. Yeah. Like, it, by the time I put a Jaguar in my personal collection, it will be my 10th or 11th car. Um, <laughs> but I love it, but it's not going to be my first on my list. Right, I do right. appreciate the hell yeah. out of them. I think they're cool as hell, but it's just not top of the list. It's just... Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I would totally do that. Um, but anyway, I think that we've covered yeah, the, I think that's... what makes that really important. I want to talk about another thing that was just wild. Cool. Um, so you, remember, you know uh, the 2017 Aston Martin V12 Vantage S Roadster is like a fairly new car? Well, it is, but yeah, that's also kind of like the last of a last of a last of a last know, of a last. But a it, it's, it's, it's totally, yeah, it's seven. Um, but it's like, it's totally within like the still oh, depreciating. use the Tremec. Yeah, it's still mm-hmm. totally within like the, it should be depreciating range. Yeah. And like, I'm pretty sure most of the automatics are still depreciating. This one sold for more than the MSRP. Why don't you Which throw it on the Which was screen? considerable. Yeah. And what was that price again? $288,000. Now, if you scroll down, it says MSRP Oops. in the sticker. Uh, there's a picture of the, of the Maroni right there. And, and what was written down there? It says. Uh, it won't blow up. 266538 So almost, oh, wow. More than $20,000 over. Yeah. Talk about a come up. $21,500 over. And how many miles were on it? 4,000. So I not feel many. Somebody. 1,000 miles a year. So if you're buying this car you're and you're driving 1,000 miles a year, you're not making payments on it. This is a cash deal. Correct. And also, that's a lot of miles a year for a, yeah. a car that's not car, your that primary. Loved, yeah. Because, um, like, I, I can speak personally to this. Like, 1,000 miles a year on a car is a lot when yep. you're taking out on little trips mm-hmm. and it's a luxury. So, yeah, that car. Um, that, that car is a very, very good purchase decision. So I just realized I didn't have the notes up on the screen. Yeah, for you. it's been very difficult. For me. Um, <laughs> Should have said something. No, it's all right. I was, I was in the moment. But yeah, that that's is ridiculous. Insane. I mean, it's very well optioned, great colors and everything. But wow, is, is that that's just the world we live in right now? It's, Why not just buy a brand new V Vantage six speed? Because it was, I guess that's not a V twelve. It's not a V twelve, and it's also not a convertible. Fair point. It's a convertible manual V12 Aston Martin. And the, I, the Fisker Vantage is beautiful. Uh, yeah, I, let, me, let me tell you what. If I, uh, somebody asked me to buy a V12 Aston Martin convertible manual, 
I wouldn't have to look at the car. I'll tell you, yeah, I'd want that. Like, yeah, it doesn't it's matter going what to be car. a good combination there's, of things. There's no way that car is going to not be great. And I'm trying to think of the worst possible way to get that combination of things, and it's still very desirable. I was going to say it's a DB7 Volante. And that's not a bad thing. No, I would still I would. That. I would drive the hell out of a DB7 Volante. <laughs> a great car. That's, so, a, that's a rare bird, too. Those are probably worth a pretty penny. Yeah, so that that's a very, very good vehicle. That's very well bought. On both ends, the person that originally bought it. Very well, this that's person. true. <laughs> Arguably better for the seller, but yeah. No, I think everybody's right, because the dude that just bought it, he's going to make more than the seller did, and the seller just bought a brand new car. It's probably, yeah, that is brand new. <laughs> I mean, I've seen loners with more mileage than that, so. But I mean, like, the, the seller, like, he bought that, uh, the person, or, yeah, everybody that bought that car has made money on it. That's a great car. That's a blue and the chip. the thing I always come back to on those listings is, like, you look at the last few bids, it's more than two people. Like, yeah. there are several people willing to pay that much money for that car right yeah, now. Yeah, That's whenever you see something where it, it sells for, like, a really bananas price. If I bring it up on here, like, there's more than two bidders, yeah. So. I actually want to talk about another Bring a Trailer car real quick. I saw this one. That I think went for too little money. Yeah, why don't you click uh, on the photo and bring it up? Because, mm. yes, so, that. Set the stage for the audio listeners. This is a V160 six-speed, one-owner, 7,000-mile, red-on-black Toyota Supra Turbo. Mark yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. Okay. One owner, yeah. 7,000 yeah. miles. What do you think that's going to sell for? I said a quarter million dollars. Yeah. Easily. At least. Yeah, it sold for below that. It, it sold for 201 And the bidding was what? slow at the end. The comments I were would, going absolutely I would, shit nuts. I think right now that's fair, because that's double what the record is right now. I would say this car... No, there was a 20,000-mile one that sold for high twos, I thought. No, they're, they're in the hundreds. But... This car right here, um, ah, this should have gone for more. It will in ten years, I'm sure. The, the, this Supra has no limit right now. It's a one owner, seven thousand mile Super Turbo. And the, the thing is, is, like the Super Turbo, like the '90s Super Turbo, um, is that's like everything to millennial car buyers. Like this is, I'm trying to think of like what the the boomer equivalent would be. I think would be like '68 Camaro. No, I would say a manual a four on the floor hemi traction lock rear end convertible uh challenger no hemi cuda because it's even rare yeah more rare i was gonna say i think the similar option i mean there, there's a there's one for each one of the big three but I, it's one of yeah. those boomer cars be yeah, a cuda convertible it, it's one of those cars like i can't even think of the gen x car that would be like that because like, i can't think of like, 30 a, m3 what even then like there's too many of them that are like because like they made less than five thousand of them. Well, the, all right, I should say there's too many for the market because this is a car like the, I, there wasn't really a single Gen X car that captured the entire market. Like you could ask, that's true. A, you can ask anybody under the age of forty, and every single person that's under the age of forty will say yes. The Turbo Supra is a cool car. Like even you, you don't like the car. No, it's a, it's a, gr- you, it's a you, great car. You don't I just, it isn't the best car, and uh, that's it's still a cool as hell yeah. car. Oh, right, Everybody, right. The, you can even you can get some like Nobody you hates can get the you can get the most lintelmatic like you can get Civil, and she would say that's a cool as fuck say... car. Or sorry, they would say that's a cool as fuck car. This yeah. has the gold package too, so um, that's how you know. It's so good. I have a theory <laughs> on why this sold for so little. We don't have money right now. And I, I think you're dead on because I, I think, the people yeah. that are shopping for E30 M3s, because like this, there's a perfect analog to this car that sold six months ago in Bring yeah. a Trailer E30 M3. It was like it had, it had like a, a new fender. It had had some paint work. 
but it was a two-owner car, and it had 14,000 miles, and it sold for $250,000 because there are some Gen Xers that have that kind of money now. Yeah. And millennials, like, there are some, but not many. No, I think mo- and, well, not, the- and the people that do don't want to spend that much money right now. But there aren't that many, and there weren't that many bidders. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. I, I would say five years, ten years from now, when we're not coming out of a recession, when every millennial that had any sort of money didn't just put it into a house, um, yeah. That would be... I'll go with five years. Yeah, five, I'd say five to ten. Ten is going to be probably back in another recession, but yeah. Uh, five years from now, this car will be at $350,000. The gold package includes a yes. gold antenna oh, I'm, grommet. I'm wow. acutely aware of how, all the cool stuff in the gold package. Toyota did the gold package. It's all put on at the dealer, and it's all cool as so hell. I'm really, really annoyed. I like I 90s them. gold packages. Gold packages need to make a comeback. They're cool as hell. I only like them on black cars, but I really like them. I like them, them on all cars. I just no, love fine. gold packages. Anyway, I think this car sold for too little. Yeah, so. no, you're right. I Well, I would say right now it's fine, but uh, moving, yeah. Fair but low. Anyway, anyway. I, I had to cover that because it just it stood out to me. I, I really I was watching the bidding, and I couldn't believe it. So why don't we? You have let's oh, talk about yours. Yeah, we, since we, we did the ours, advocacy yeah. thing, uh, you can chime in on this too because it is kind of political. But this is a big deal for Minnesota, whether you like it or not. We finally signed in and adopted the California Clean Air Standards here for in Minnesota cars. for new cars, for new cars. not for, for new cars. cars, not for used cars. So we're not coming to f- smog your catless Evo. We don't okay. give a shit. It's yeah, just that's for Wisconsin's like twenty thirty, and it's not even this year. It's like oh, I guess it'll be twenty twenty five. Okay, not bad. That you got, you got some time. If you want a new car right now to take to your grave, just go buy it in the next three years. It doesn't matter. Also, I mean, we're surrounded by red states. Go to any other state and buy a car from somewhere else. You're dude, fine. somebody like, posted this in the, the Cars and Coffee Facebook group, yeah, and you just immediately saw... All the people... I've noticed, I, I was watching that. I looked at all the people that responded to that negatively. None of them have money. This right. isn't going to affect anybody that's complaining. Nope. Everybody's... Com- it's like when... Also, none of them read the article. Well, yeah, no, it's like it's like when people were complaining about the FRS not having enough power. It's like not, you couldn't afford it anyway. Like get right. bent. Like you weren't a buyer. Yeah, it wasn't for you. Yeah, you're you're driving this around is, in a twenty year old expedition. You, you, yeah, it this doesn't matter. pertain to you. And so, don't say that you can, because I know you can't. You might have money, but you don't have the credit. Like so, yeah, I inadvertently picked a really like shitty KSTP yeah. article, but like essentially KSTP so much. <laughs> it really, really uh, promotes EVs. It yeah. does change like the the. It adds a state subsidy and for the used cars, which is huge. Well, um, the federal stuff that's upcoming will handle most of the new stuff. This will affect me because my next car I get is going to probably be an EV. Yep. If it's not a Mirage, it will be an EV. Maybe they'll make an EV Mirage. Ooh. Yeah, the the thing is with the Mirage, the Mirage versus an EV would be entirely insurance-based because... <laughs> I hope that changes. So yeah. I didn't really read into this too much because I didn't have time, but I That's did see fine. that it's like only for like new cars, and it's to encourage manufacturers to make more electric cars for it's the state. Mainly yeah. subsidies, and then yeah, it's it's the reason why the 500e was only sold yeah. in one and a half states is because the legislation just it's a compliance vehicle so i mean yeah holding them to like sure make your v10 cars i don't care but give me an ev yeah yeah and that's fine i'm okay with that like, like, we're not taking away anything that people like like i was telling people at our uh, member social here yesterday it was a huge shelby guy yeah. mm-hmm. nice enough fella but like mm. mouth breather late yeah, gen yeah, x yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We we're talking about autos manuals and all this stuff and i brought this up and he's like well i don't want to do this and that i'm like we're not taking away anything you like and by the time this it's actually goes into things. effect you won't give a shit anymore no. Like, we went into talking about the Mach-E. I'm like, you know what? That's actually a really good vehicle. I was like, yeah, a buddy of mine has one. I drove it. That was actually pretty good. And, yeah. like, this was a guy that owns nine Mustangs, and he wasn't mad about it. It's not a Mustang, though. It's, it isn't. It's a Galaxy. 
the reason why they did the Mustang thing, though, was to entice people that own Mustangs yeah. currently. And you know what? It's working. That's weird. That's like, so annoying We wouldn't and weird. buy a Mustang, and we wouldn't buy a Mach-E, because it's a Mustang. Yeah. But the reason why people are buying Mach-E's is because their badge does a Mustang. That's so yeah. weird. Which That's is, so weird. that was mind-blowing to hear that from so, somebody who actually owns Mustangs. Can you look up um, 2007 Mercury Montego? Yes. Oh my but god, I why? think Because, like, uh, one second, I'm just, I'm just going to explain my Mach-E thing. Okay. Right, now just give, me, give me a sec, yeah, I, 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 can, I can work on it. This internet. is on 2007 Mercury Montego, right? We all agree on this, yes, right? That's what exactly what it looks like. It's a Ford 500, mm-hmm. Ford Taurus. Now, when was the last time you saw one of these with all the body panels on it? Never. <laughs> um, now, will you look up a 1969 Mercury Montego MX? And for the people listening, the, uh, that the is 2008 a <laughs> Mercury Milan is Montego. A, sorry, Montego, not the Dude, Milan. That would be a fusion. The Montego is like a full-size beige. It's what it's, boring it's, sedan. It's a Volvo S80. It's front-wheel drive. It's what the Ford Explorers and the Tauruses were based on. Yeah, it's a front-wheel drive yep. car. Um, Could get them without wheel drive. The either. original one was rear-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. It was a full-size NASCAR homologation mm-hmm. muscle car, but nobody knows what the hell it is. Correct. I didn't know and, that existed. Until exactly. Just now. Yep. And so, this let me is, just let me double back. Here. Yeah, between the two of them, if they called the ford mach e the ford galaxy mm-hmm. that would have not alienated non-mustang buyers yeah. right but would have also gotten muscle car buyers excited i am in full agreement yeah mm-hmm. and that's why i'm saying that's what i was using because people forgot was, that this was a moniker when and, they introduced and they had a great this moniker moniker and they mm-hmm. just used it again and it was fine it was whatever but it didn't piss anybody off to summarize what the article in the law are saying is we'll get more fiat 500s yeah, yeah, effectively. Maybe yeah. we'll get a Mirage E because yeah. they want to bring back an Evo. I don't know. Yeah, I was actually uh, talking <clears throat> about this uh, with Ben because I, I accidentally came out about having bought a Fiat. He goes, wait, you oh. want a Fiat? And I oh, just oh, we moved oh. past that as fast as I could. <laughs> yes, you it's a great car. What? And bought at a very you good time. I, I, I actually, I, I told him, I'm, I'm like, yeah, no. I, I, I'm like, I literally was, it came up because we were talking about Mirages. Uh, I said, no, I was about to buy a Mirage and it, it came up to, what came first, the perfect spec Mirage or the perfect spec Fiat, mm-hmm. and the perfect spec Fiat came out first. And also it was cheap. Yeah, and so like, I, I was just thinking about like, and they're undercoated. gas has been very expensive lately. Yeah. <laughs> I have actually noticed that because I've driven gas cars a lot recently. Oh, I'm that's... like, whoa! I'm somebody, I'm somebody that puts an 87 into everything. $20 and so the Fiat for the first tank yeah, in my the, car. The Fiat for the first time got 88 octane and well, it's, it's high it ethanol, so it worked for. But I would not do that normally. No, <laughs> that yeah, was... it probably wouldn't. My car, my my one twenty four, same engine, with a stock tune. It is amazing how much it hates mid grade. Yeah, it's really wild. Because like, I had to do that on the way like home it. from New York. There was one shitty gas station that, like, yeah, I had to put. It was eighty nine, but I like getting on the it's highway. Like three seventy nine. I'm like, I'm not putting that in my freaking normal car. Like my my limit terrible. is three fifty. Three fifty is like the max I will spend. So I went back down. And put some gas in. I forgot a full tank of 350. But I wish that there was a, an active tune switcher on my car because I, I would I would flash it with an 87 like three psi tune just yeah. for like for when I'm doing a road trip because I don't care. Actually, that's how I like about the sport because uh, when I put it in sport mode, it yep, power, switches tunes. Non sport, that's no power. <laughs> but when you flash it too with a uh, most of the off the shelf flashes, you can do a dual map. Yeah, and with the sport button. Well, I just kept it out of sport, and actually, it drove fine out of sport. There was a couple times like I threw, I 
throw I use sport mode as a overdrive switch because I don't quite want to shift down, but I don't really want to like take forever to get the speed. So I wanted to pass and I put it in the sport for like two seconds and I'll take it out of sport. But yeah, when I when I did that once with the uh, eighty eight, it was weird, and I turned that off. I'm not doing that anymore. Put a tank of E thirty in your Fiat once. It's hilarious. <laughs> really? It'll it'll take a little while to crank and start, but no check engine light, and it it's quite pop- it's poppy. I mean, it's fast. It there, makes real good boost. There's Ooh. a like, more than a couple of people have done E eighty five tunes on Abarths, and they're like, Dude. it's very worth it. I'm like. I those engines respond really well to tuning. I, I bought an intake finally. I'm working on the big turbo downpipe crosspipe tune. I'm gonna go bananas on it. But once I'm done with um, my warranty, I might do that. I yeah. just don't want to void a warranty or anything. I understand. So. I waited until mine was gone too. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, I want to talk about. We we mentioned this bef- before we even started. We're talking we're about done. Um, out of market USDM cars in Japan and what what the hell? Dude, so, seriously. I mean, you were telling yeah. me about I forget what it even was. Um, Yankee stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Like how they have like they have like a huge custom hot rod and lowrider culture there. Yeah. And it's like it's modified like, Americana. Yeah, like when you like <laughs> look up like lowrider like hashtag lowrider on Instagram, mm-hmm. like half, maybe a third, I'll say a third of the posts will come from Japan. And like for a country so that like known for that like that's a really like sizable amount like even by population standards well, by not, anything not like, known for american cars either no uh but if you have a lowrider in japan it's such a high cost of entry mm-hmm. that you do it perfectly because mm-hmm. you get you get you get taxed per liter even, even on used cars they actually get taxed per liter more on used cars than you do new cars and a lot of old american cars have very massive engines so let's take for instance my buick which is a 6.6 liter <laughs> and uh, Moon Eyes Japan has one as a press car. They have a 62 with Sabres, a two-barrel, and they just put my intake and four-barrel on it. But, um, yeah, it's Chana's not, not a... Well, not one. Um, <laughs> I know. I can't help but remind you. In, in my, in, I do that all the time. In my Good. conversation. Like, that it's not right. yours. I do the same thing. Yeah. I, I own 20%, no, 10% of the Mercy, and it's just easier to say, yeah, it's my car. Yeah. It's yeah. more mine than yours, so it's mine. Yeah, it's just easier to say that point yep. in time. I get you. So, yeah, but what that causes, it causes them to, like, have this, like, very unique, like, really high-quality style because, like, they're building these cars to the quality that they were built in, higher than they were sure. built in the 60s. Well, I mean, yeah, they're building up to Japanese quality. Yeah. And they're built differently than they were built in America because they're making similar parts but not the exact same. And so they do these, like, really cool things where they'll do, like, a traditional 60s-style car, mm-hmm. but they'll do, you know, like, in Japan, like, it's really big to do, like, like on Civics, you have, like, Mugen and Spoon and stuff where yeah. they accent the factory and stuff completely change it. OEM plus almost. Yeah, well, I mean, when I say like Mugen and Spoon and stuff like that, not like, not like um, Veilside or something. Like they also have ridiculous things. Right. These you... are these are more of like a equivalent where it's like an OEM plus almost where like they do customize it and it's noticeably customized, but instead of contrasting a car, it complements the car. Is Mugen in house from a Honda now? Yes, they are. I thought so. They were owned I mean... by uh, Hirotoshi Honda, Soichiro Honda's son. Okay. For the longest time, but they were not technically in house. But now they're finally actually in house. For me, this is like a Brabus or an AMG. Like kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's, it's so it's... in line that they like interchange factory it, 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 warranties. Could, and then instead of doing that with like modern cars, they're just doing mm-hmm. it with classic cars. Yep. I get but you. But it's a like it, it's actually a, like a wealth 
thing. Because I showed you that dealership that had just like a bunch of like used Yeah, what the hell? Trucks. Like a Tahoe and a Trailblazer. And, and so like that's just like a big flex move. Like in America, like it's the equivalent of the best way to describe it is like when you would have a Euro market car in the eighties. Or driving like an R thirty two Skyline five years ago. Yeah. Well no, not quite like that, because that's not as like mainstream. Hmm. But like it's more mainstream in Japan. So like my Japanese teacher when I was in college, his dream car was a Cadillac Seville. God. Oh, that's a terrible fucking his, car. When he was in Japan, his dad had a first generation Seville. Like his dad like was a big salary man and a boss and everything. And like when he made all this money, he imported a Seville. And it was, Didn't you sell um, your my, grandpa's my, yeah, car? Yeah, not, not Japan, personally, but, but like yeah, my yeah. family did. They sold it. They sold it as Chevy. But that made it made a little bit more sense because it was a two eighty three. It was under five liters. Oh. It wasn't as terribly taxed. I was gonna say I, I pictured them importing like forty one hundreds, like the worst engines because they were much smaller. And that's a, that's actually the thing is that you get a lot of these weirdo cars and like why like, like Mustangs are really popular in Japan. Ah, six cylinders. But no, you have the, the, the really small like V eight. Oh, they still import the two eighty nines. Yeah, like okay. the first ones, they always had like really small, well, small, yeah, yeah, four five or whatever it was. Yeah, like it, it, like it's a huge flex. If you if you come out with like a Cobra Jet, like it, it's just insane. Like in Japan, like you're yeah, just... I've got a four twenty nine. What? Well, <laughs> like... A converted to liters so I can react, and then <gasps> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you see a lot of these like weirdo kind of like builds and stuff, but some are built or based on like a Japanese like the fifties cars are also very popular because you can they're a little bit easier to import because mm-hmm. of the displacement they had smaller v8s in the 50s i know that sounds weird well, like flat, flatheads were tiny no i mean like all of them like it for you to get like th- there weren't really any like 400 cubic inches no there were the 265s 50s. and 220s exactly and yeah, like even like the nail heads were like pretty small throughout the 50s it wasn't until 60s where these engines got huge mm-hmm. and so a lot of these like 50s cars are a little bit easier to get but yeah like out of market usdm cars in japan like it's a huge flex for like normal people, but then on top of it, building it, it's also flex. And there's such a high cost of entry to build it. You really have to build well, and that's like it's so many like cool. Yeah, because you have to stay within emissions as well. Oh yeah, you have to pass shock in on these cars and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you try try passing shock in on a, a hot say, rod. Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully they have EFI and like three way catalytic converters then, because I don't know how they're doing that. No <clears> idea with that kind of compression ratio. And they're yeah, and they'll be like, like there's like I've seen photos of like 32 tea buckets with like hemis and like triple carburetors and a shock and inspection sticker in the window like, somebody's what? getting paid yeah I'm like, i don't buy that this has got a ton of money i'm imagining this entire exhaust system's like cat cat yeah probably cat, has like eight cats cat. on it <laughs> oh my god it's not triple carburetors it's triple like efis Air pumps? It's, it's just triple holly efis <laughs> They it actually like has one of those uh, <laughs> carbon-eating machines in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it uses DPI oh my God. as well, just everything to get it to the bare minimum of shotgun. I was going to say, just stacking air pumps so it to pumps be, fresh air into the exhaust. To be fair, also, Japan's emissions are like, way easier to pass than ours. Like, it's really weird. They're, oh, interesting. Yeah, I know. That's I why just assume they were harder than California. No, that's why, that's why you... Like, it's so difficult to import R32s and R34s into California. It's like none of the Skylines ever passed okay. emissions. Like, so if you're importing an R32, I, I think I'd have to double check this, but it's like a few thousand dollars more. Like, because yeah. that's like a lot of people go through Top Rank, like through Brian, is because Top Rank will actually 
carb pass a skyline it's very expensive to do that you have to like throw on catalytic converters and stuff and like chokes the power down but you can then daily drive a r32 right (laughs) which is for a lot of people buying those in the state where they are uh, a big deal yeah big deal especially (laughs) if you like want to register yeah where you're buying it (laughs) so yeah it's i just wanted to talk about that because we were talking about that off air i thought it's just a really interesting thing the flex thing makes more sense because yeah i I saw a trailblazer on like a walkthrough of tokyo parked in like what looked to be a very valuable downtown parking spot what the hell and it makes sense the four twos like that makes sense because it's an azuzu engine so i just it's a good engine the lla's good you just go find it that's a terrible vehicle you get the parts but yeah and then i mean if you're into like just japanese what would japanese off-roading be like there's no nowhere off-road I don't a dirt road somewhere. I know. Like, I'm. They're they're doing the same thing there as they are here. They're mall crawling. Yeah, but like, it's just it's a weird. Like, it's one of those things. Stuff. In twenty years, you're gonna import your trailblazer from Japan because it's gonna be in way better shape. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like an Astro today, or like a Typhoon or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, yeah, same thing. Or my it's, grandpa's fifty-seven yeah. Bel Air. I'll probably find that somewhere in Japan. There oh was a um, so I watched that Japanese auction Facebook page, yeah. and there was a pre-war Cadillac that was there. And it was like, oh, you can hit it. Go for it. It was like a six and a half liter, like V12 or something. I didn't look That's that actually hard. pretty small. Or V16 or something. I don't know. But it was, it was like a massive engine for the car. And it was all original. It was just like a, it was like totally a car. It was like Concord style restoration, like in the 80s. Yeah. I'm like, somebody totally imported this in like 1992 and then lost their shirt in 1994. <laughs> and then it just like sat parked for the next. 30 years. <laughs> it is kind of weird how in a lot of cases you can tell what decade a restoration was done in. Yeah, you can see like, oh, this car, every piece of chrome, every piece of trim is chrome trim. Not, there's no actual stainless well, steel. It's, so it's, it's just over-restored. like an architecture. Uh-huh. Like, I love, I mean, we're all fans yeah. of architecture here, but I love looking at renovated houses because like, mm-hmm. I love mid-century or like art deco and like Victorian homes and I like seeing taste like not res- like restored not like remodeled yeah and there's so many times where they call something restored and it's remodeled and i go what the heck but the yeah, other day changing something it's not a that, that's yeah. how it work we, and, we say refurbish versus restore we ne- unless yeah. you have documentation of every single part being replaced on that car yeah. we will say refurbish recently like, i saw a frank lloyd wright home that had been renovated in the late 90s early 2000s oh, no. and you could tell that the like because the frank Lloyd wright estate is really really picky uh picky and you have As to approve be. of them but this house somehow escaped that and you could tell it was remodeled in the 90s and 2000s and i was like did it have white oak trim Something like that. I was Gross. just like, oh my uh, god, what did you do? And then I saw a house that's being sold for only $1.3 million okay. in L.A. That's a different architect, but it was 60s, and it was, like, lightly remodeled, where you can see that they did modern finishes, but they kept with the 60s theme, and it was gorgeous. Because yeah. they did, like, you know, the mid-mod now, where yeah. they just did, like, a black, a black backsplash in the kitchen. Sure to divide up all the wood in the inside. Yeah, I mean, you can use modern materials to yeah. nod, at least, to a style that you're trying to maintain. Exactly, but. and so it was like, they kept all the, you know, architecture, but, like, the little bits were updated, and I, like, my mind was blown because there's so many times where you see something that's remodeled and it's completely 
ruined, whereas this was yeah, like... Yeah, I was going to say, the term is actually just ruined. ruined. So, um... That's great. Just in the name of timing, mm-hmm. the episode's going a little long. Let's, oh. uh, Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, I know I said OPE. Yeah, O-P-E exclamation Let's talk about point. your thing, and then let's okay. talk about my last thing. We'll move the other two in the middle, because okay. those aren't really time considerate. Let um, me just make the notes now so I don't forget. All right. Um, so we talked about advocacy earlier on, mm-hmm. and now I'm actually going to bring back to something we talked about. Well, I talked at you I'm guys do, about two weeks ago. Act, I'm going to do like my actual last, last one. Uh, okay, well, I'll fix that. I'll, I'll figure that. that. After, okay. after you're done with this, we'll, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. Lost my train of that. Uh, advocacy. advocacy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, I am inadvertently, sometimes, uh, actually, except no, intentionally. Get, except you don't get paid. I take it upon myself, because, again, I hate when I see especially good people getting taken advantage it's, of. It's your lot in life. It's like me with selling cars, yeah. Pretty much. So, I'm a huge piece of shit, but I will help people when they're good people. Um, so, Kurt, uh, Corey, my roommate's 2011 slick top. E90, 328i, six-speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, really strange car. Actually, I'm saying, it's more like me helping people with poor credit than I know get into a good car. Good people helping good people. You're like yeah. Denny Hecker, Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Except, Except you not. actually are good. No, I'm, I'm actually like, I try to help my friends. I right. like, don't have great credit. And I like, get a car. And like, it does usually work unless they're really, really stubborn. Just avoiding predatory lending. Another Pretty thing much, you need yeah. an advocacy for. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> the dude that stole my crap bucket E46 in February, pretty sure, can't actually prove this yet, um, but he's a piece of garbage, uh, charged with multiple felonies, but isn't in prison yet, uh, burned, sorry, lit my roommate's car on fire in front of my I house see. about three weeks ago. Um, I woke up to the sound of the trunk lid being cut open by some fire people, got out there, tried to get it redirected to the body shop here for an estimate, had to go to arson investigation, came back. Anyway, when it finally hit the body shop, uh, of my choice, um, I knew Progressive was going to send out their own adjuster, they always mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. and I was going to contrast that with whatever estimate we got from the body shop just up the road here. Um, I had Corey immediately after the first phone call, where they were you know, talking to him about the comps and all this other stuff. And it was the first adjuster just like cornering him and, uh, talking, you know, down the condition of the car and saying that all their comps had been researched and there were manuals and all this other and stuff. They weren't. Yeah. they weren't, they ended up not being. Um, so I, I talked to the Corey about it. I'm like, you need to make sure that they give you everything in writing and email, mm-hmm. please CC me on it. And then write physically to them. I give Eric Berger permission to, you know, Speak on act my on my behalf yeah. Uh, the ultimate um, go-ahead will still remain with Corey. So he does that, and then they call him back two more times over the course of no, two more days. that's not how it works. And, like, I, he waited until I was around to take the phone call, so we took it together. But the initial offer on that car was $8,200. I pulled up their documentation, which what? they begrudgingly sent, mm-hmm. and I, I looked up every one of them, and, like, they were wrong options. There were nav cars. One, I think, it was a two-door. They were... Um, all automatics, all of them are rear-wheel drive, amazingly. That's amazing. Um, of course, you can get that from the model of the car. You can, yeah. Well, it's, it'll say X-Drive, but yeah. But that, that's what I mean. It's, like, it's called an X-Drive. Right. Like, but it, like, it shows up, that shows up at the title on Carfax. And I, I made yeah. it very apparent because, I mean, they were docking, like, engine condition because there were some visible oil deposits on it. I'm like, I will fight you up and down yeah. with documentation because I maintained this car. So I know. I'm just like, open the oil cap on any of your comps and open the oil cap on that. Yeah, you're seeing and then two very different tell vehicles. me what varnishing is after that. Yeah. And just things like that, like Blackstone oil analysis. Like, who does yeah. that on a car they don't care about? Yeah. And they were docking them for interior condition cleanliness when it had been on fire for 18 minutes. Yeah, been on fucking fire. Docking him for glass condition. You know, the glass it's that the firefighters 
flew into the car. Yeah. No, that's ridiculous. You yeah, can't, stuff you can't like dock that. that stuff. They they uh, they said the tires on the car were at two and three thirty seconds. I they mic'd them after the fact. Mm-mm. They were six. I checked them with a caliper. So maybe after they I... checked it with a caliper from where the wire bar is. <laughs> Even then, no, it wouldn't. No, because it's only minus two. But I mean, they were melty in some areas, so I went to a portion that wasn't on fire and I checked them. Yeah. So I once I finally verified the They're mileage, really which they also couldn't check. They were using a calculator to figure out what his mileage was based on the last Carfax submitted record oh my God. and age. Get out of here! So it had like twenty thousand more miles on it than it actually had, but I couldn't prove it yet God. i will i will fire yeah. up the ecu and get the mileage and i will submit for a reimbursement on his claim on his behalf but anyway it was just one of those things where i had to go to bring a trailer thank god there were a couple pretty recent this is why bring a trailer leaves every single listing ever up we have even when they ask listings. you to take them down yeah we will not take them down because that's actually our property is yeah. our intellectual property is the I can't speak for Ranch Hour itself, though. And it's, it's a that. reputable <laughs> yeah. site. Like, yeah. you cannot deny yeah, that really this yeah. is a real sale for a real car. I love They're, that Ranch Hour does that. But, I mean, I found two comps. One was a year older on smaller wheels, mm-hmm. 30,000 lower miles, different color, no nav. Yeah. No I, shall, I shall say, when I say we, Ranch Hour, I say, like, my, my employer, I don't speak on behalf of them obviously right but yeah that's your opinion as an employee as of. an employee of uh this. that car was 14 grand i found another one that was the same year had a nav had a prior crash on its carfax Forty thousand fewer miles 16 grand i gave them both wow. those those are the only two i could find they were even remotely close and they were nothing, so far off yeah nothing for sale in the entire country yeah nothing i checked yeah. everywhere um they then again called him back again you don't call asked huh. Asked if he had any more comps to submit, because they couldn't find any. And then asked what he wanted for the car. I'm like, you don't do this on the phone. When somebody asks for I had already written a very lengthy come-at-your-life email back to this first adjuster. He got assigned a new one that actually yeah. dealt with arson, which was really nice. Oh, that is nice. And just asked him point blank. Luckily, he said, nope, I'll call you back later. Waited until I could go on the phone call again and... I came up with a number of $11,500, which is substantially lower than the comps, but I thought it was fair and it would get him get closed out. Else, yeah. Yeah. And they immediately is like, yep, sounds good. We'll pay you out. So they cool. like done. done. And it was, I, I, the only reason I'm talking about this beside the advocacy, which we already talked on, because I provided all of this information to them that they should have done anyway, I saved probably nine or 10 weeks minimum off of this entire claim. Yeah, it's awesome. Where the car was sitting ridiculous. completely unprotected outside, no wrap on it at all. I, this is a very, very, very important example of why there need to be, like, there needs to be an automotive just consultancy, consultancy business where you have advocacy and you have um, like brokers that just, in yeah. the same business, you have somebody like... Well, he needed a broker to find a new wagon. Yeah. You need a you and a Wayne Carini. Like, that's what you need. Pretty much. <laughs> and, like, I, I found him the car that he put a deposit on. I mean, I, I searched high and low, and it was the second-to-last car for sale. I searched every single one for sale in the entire country, and I found one that was suitable. Yeah. And I'm just like, ignore everything I sent you the rest of the day. Buy this one right now. And yeah. that's the plan. So Perfect. That, again, it comes back to, like, those two things fit hand-in-hand hand together, and it's for people that are just getting taken advantage of, especially yeah. when it's a situation like that where, like, yeah, they had no contribution to it they didn't know there's, the person they they were just wronged and then their insurance company like, tries to wrong them again another thing is like i don't want to be an asshole you're okay doing that 
I make sure I'm right before I'm an asshole, but yes, I'm okay being an I, asshole. I don't like being an asshole. I kill him with kindness. Like, I try to. Because, like, like, oh. when I turn to an asshole, it's a very slippery slope for me. Because, like, when I do, it's like, if I get to a point where I'm being an asshole, we're very close to us physically fighting. Like, you I can read the email I sent to the adjuster. I was not mean. But, I mean, well, I mean, like, for me to, like, yeah. like you, you've, like, seen me. Like, when I, like, I am totally capable of being an asshole to somebody, yep. but, like, I, I do it once. I'm very annoyed. Like, yeah, for you me, start like, off with facts. I start and you're, with facts. You're stern, and, yeah, but I'm stern. you can tell I'm when you're I'm stern and blunt, but when I start mm-hmm. being an actual dick yeah. about something, that's like the next step is fisticuffs. Like it doesn't take. Like there's a very big. Where, where are you area. at, Internet Man? There's a very big, like a buffer yellow area yeah. where I'm like irritated. But once I get into like the me being a dick, like the red, you have me the too. purple. Like immediately, there's like a millimeter of red and then purple, and then it's like I, I don't get to the point where I'm just. I'll here. do ass mad on my own claims, but not for somebody it's else. Just like, I'm, I'm already like. I'm, so, I'm already so irritated about everything else. I don't. I try to not get irritated about other things and more. It, to than your I point, already, it doesn't yeah. help. It doesn't help. Like, I just like. I just like I'm just blunt. I just don't want to deal with it. I, if I don't want to deal with something, like I guess that could be me. Here's a list of facts. Rebuke all of them if you want. Otherwise, let's move forward. Yeah, I'm blunt, but I don't go out of my way to be an actual jerk. Like once I, I'm a jerk about something, but yeah, whereas I like don't you, either. Like, but yeah. what I do I get there. Find really disheartening about this is when you're in a situation where somebody vandalizes your car or like arsons it. Yeah. Like that's just like. The insurance company should understand you had no control over the situation. No, and they you're totally should, but they won't. Devastated. I was going to say it was in for no, they, a full investigation too. Also, yeah. honey, you have to understand they are aware that you're devastated. Like well, they're going to take advantage. Of you. It's like it's like the funeral of the, industry. Like, yeah. it's yes. Just, oh my god. It's just yeah, like it's the funeral industry. Like the just because we're bereaved doesn't mean we're saps. <laughs> exactly. We're saps. <laughs> but like what I was Sugar telling shoppers. you know, <laughs> Corey is like no one understands what it's like to have a situation like this happen to you unless it's happened to them personally because like he was even saying that he didn't understand how i felt when my accord was vandalized until this happened to him and he goes oh i now i know exactly yeah yeah, it's a total violation and i'm like i don't expect anyone to understand how i feel but like now that i know exactly how i felt anybody that this happens i'm like automatically there for them because i'm like no one else is going to understand, and you're going to have to deal with. It's just like dealing with like yeah. either a dying pet or a family there's, member. There's a, it's a similar to deal feeling. With so many yeah. shitty things because so, you have to deal with the grief yeah. and all the legal and. I don't to know how he made it through that week. Frankly, there, there's a there's a reason. The, some laws there's a reason it's a felony, and there's a reason tr- felons are treated different than yeah. misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there's a degree, like a very obvious like, separation. Like, you commit an actual felony, felony, like, you totally deserve it. Like, if you're a convicted felon, yes, your life should be awful. Because you are, like, it, it, there's, like, some laws where felonies, like, are kind of dumb, but, like, this is one of those things where it's, like, it's if a, you're a felon that's also an arsonist, like, yeah, yeah, you totally deserve to never be able to buy a gun and to never vote ever again. Like, if you, you act with that kind of malice, there is something yeah. wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. like, th- that's what the term felon was for, is to mm-hmm. set you apart from other criminals no i, I feel the same way because when the, even the shitty e46 was yeah. stolen like it, it wasn't the car i don't care about the car but like it was the act of being like wronged that deeply and yeah, personally exactly and like yeah that brought up also why there, again there were and... dueling laws for such a long oh, time for Pete's sake. Yeah. yeah i would i would duel them yeah <laughs> and i've noticed every time i've talked to somebody and i like anybody who isn't a car person when i'm like hey i'm really triggered by these things now they're like well it's not that bad and i go no you don't yeah, understand yeah, it's, it, i just don't even bother trying to explain like, it. like oh, no this is I like guess, just yeah. it's a quick way again yeah. that's one of those situations i avoid because like 
that's the point where my little yellow zone of being annoyed will yeah. be very, very short, and, and I'll like, just go to mad and then fighting. So my students somehow <laughs> found out what happened to the Accord, and every once in a while they'll ask me, they'll be like, so somebody wrote bad words on your car, and I go, yeah, somebody really mean wrote bad words on my car, and they're like, that's that's so bad, that's terrible. They Did they get in trouble? And I go, no, and they're like, that's not fair. Correct. And so it's like, no, it's, it's funny that like kids understand more than like adults. Like, yeah. Yes. Adults. Adults, are adults suck. Yeah. But uh, kids so should anyway, bring insurance. Good advisors. news. You <laughs> sold the E36. I did. And oh yeah, it was great. Uh, we I sold it for ninety one sixty nine. I think. Not bad. No, I mean, it, it, of course they put in a sixty nine because why not? Yeah, but no, it's nice. it's still sitting downstairs. The guy wired me money on Monday, and uh, he's he's got a shipper that was supposed to come on Tuesday, but didn't yet. So either way, super nice guy. It's going to New Jersey. He seems beyond stoked to have it. So good, awesome. Good for him. He got a three forty five, a three four five. Yeah. Oh, no, he got. It should be great. I mean, he's twenty two, so I'm sure he's going to wrap it around a pole. But what a great yeah, car to wrap around a pole. Yeah. Perfect. And then also cars and cases today. I saw Pinsgauer, which is kind of cool. And a cord. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we did see a cord. And cord, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, it's Cars and Caves. I didn't actually walk around. I there meant to. M- there was an MGTD that was here. It was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, there was a How very... full was it? Pretty full. Okay, that's good. Uh, when I walked around at like 1130, it was pretty full. Dang, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to get here earlier, but Starbucks decided they wanted to take 30 minutes to get jammed I could. I double took my watch when I saw you, when I was talking to TJ with his ute. I'm like... I was pissed that I was here that late. Mm-hmm. I tried 11 we, Brian? <gasps> no, we tried to get here like at 10:30. I mean in the past you guys have shown up like or, pretty early I for can, I, I can show up. Well, I wake her up at like, ele- like 9 well, and we're no, out of the house of the, like 9:45 at the latest. One of the last recordings we did was on the early side on like a Sunday, I think, yeah. and like yeah, well, was, I, I can was, wake up. I, I understand. It's just <laughs> a lot of alarms. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it was, it was a cool show. You had a lot of people just walking through that were I, ignoring cones. Yeah, I, and my teacher stance. The, yes, and Jana's teacher Again, stance. Children get it, but the adults are just yeah. The idiots. kids saw me, and they <laughs> there's a gaggle of kids that ran around the lift. I'm like, so much no for even insurance reasons, let alone yeah. the you touching my car. But no, I normally I let people walk through the the avenue. Just because I'm at an end unit, they don't have to go around. But like right now, the new units under construction. I have you eleven. Have I have eleven cars in here. So I put cones up, like, I opened the doors so people could walk in and see the stuff and take better pictures, but I put cones in the walkway, and so people just can... walked right over. Yeah, I saw that. I saw there was some guy that was, like, over by your, like, toolbox. Just like this dude. I'm like, I don't yeah. want you near, like, my crypto mining rigs or anything like that either. Like, there's, yeah. like, thousands of dollars in GPUs sitting in each one of those, so, like, I don't want that. You know, yeah. I was talking to Scott, and I was like... I never, like, even when people allow me walk through units, I don't feel comfortable because I feel like no. I'm in their personal space. Well, you are. Like, yeah, no, I, I and take, it's like, just, like, so I don't understand why people, like, people make it clear Scott when they and watch I you, were man. standing in the walkway while Stella was in Brexit, and we were obviously watching the TV, mm-hmm. and, like, we looked like we were comfortable, and people were like, do you... Is this your unit? And we're like, yeah, why are you in here? Oh, yeah, I think <laughs> like, those are the people like, I closed yeah, the screen closed on as yeah. they walked in over the cone aimlessly I'm like, oh and they were in here when we closed the screen yeah. oh, that's yeah. hilarious <laughs> so they yeah. know and then trapped them good Scott Idiots. was like hey we don't really want you walking through here and so they why walked back the water, other way like, uh, I saw them go back over yeah, why, why, don't you, why don't you just squirt them with water like Bruno does <laughs> no that's a pellet gun you're thinking oh of. yeah that's what he does God, I hate that guy yeah he's a piece of crap yeah, I'm, I'm... Dan, but anyway, apparently but... he's gone Dan really wants me to go to Medina next month I might he's not gone yeah I might go big man um, Bruno sucks his, his good Old marketing guy is gone. 
Bruno's not. You know who's really good? Who? Big Mike from the Think Bigger Project. Who is he? He's uh, you know who he is. He has that really awesome prelude. Uh, I know Look a up lot Big of. Mike prelude. Well, I'm st- I'm currently changing topics around, so inform me and the listeners that aren't watching the video version so, what it is. Uh, Big Mike in the Honda world is um, I described him to Dan is he's. Um, described him as because dan didn't quite know he's most people it's really weird because um in the honda world he everybody knows who big mike is but for dan like he's not in the honda world um i don't know if i've seen this car oh you haven't i don't think so i put it up on the screen for the visual viewers i call i called him a combination of like george barris and magnus walker i don't think i've ever seen person. a fourth gen done up before yeah he's the guy that doesn't but anyway he does like every time he's built this car he's like reset like the standards for import tuning. So he's like those hatch guys that just keep blowing records apart with like this old all motor kind of EG. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of, kind of like Speed Factory, but he's like with car shows. Very <laughs> nice. Okay. I like. I do this thing where Ryan finds a car celebrity and then I talk to them about yeah. archaeology <laughs> and not cars, and they're always much more impressed. He's very excited me. to come say hi to you. So, like, <laughs> I got Ryan a job at Bring a Trailer because I liked <laughs> Renault 5s and talked to someone, Amazing. and then I got Big Mike to walk around a car show with Ryan. So, anyway, um, yes, so I'm really excited. Um, he's going to be down here for the Modest show. Okay. I'm not trying to cut you off. We're no, just, like, I know. We're all sorts of crazy late on this episode. I just want to I try to keep him as close to an hour as possible, and we're at, like, an hour 15. Um, but yeah, it, there, he's going to be a guest show at the Modest Show where we're going to be. We're, we're going to yeah. go. Uh, we are going to be recording an episode early. I will be there recording possibly a second episode. At least I'll be doing a live stream there. I'd say yeah, um, the live stream might go quite a bit later. Yeah. But yeah, well, we'll no, I mean, I'm going to keep the camera just rolling for the show. So if you want to check it out on Twitch, we're going to have at least one camera at the booth uh, pointed outwards for, for you to see people. I'm going to see it. if I can figure out a way to get a wireless live stream setup going where I can walk around the show. I've been trying to find mm, a way to do that. I just haven't had time to really to look it. it up. Yeah, I mean, you can always do, like, garbage Facebook Live. You can Twitch stream from your phone. I know, yeah. But, but it's really data-heavy. I know. That's <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. uh, So, yeah, we're going to do a live stream. I'm going to try and walk around or find a way to do it. At the very least, I'll have show footage from a camera uh, that mm. I'll just throw up. We'll and uh, record it. We'll put it up on our YouTube For the listeners, later. when is this? Uh, this is coming up in August, actually. So uh, definitely be there. It's going to be on a regular recording day for us, so you guys shouldn't have to do anything special to see us. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really, really, really hyped for it. Um, so let's see here. I think it's the so end. It it's the last August weekend of 28th. August. Yeah. I, I knew so it was, I it was no the last weekend. Be employed. Of, yeah, as I say, it's be the last week of August for sure. But I just couldn't remember the exact day. But yeah, it'll be August 28th. Uh, that's Big Mike. Oh, uh, he's, he's not that big. He's, no, he's, he's very he's, short. He's, he's surprisingly small. He's just, <laughs> I want to see the small Mike that uh, gave him that name. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Some dude's like it's just Vern Troyer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Danny DeVito. <laughs> but no, he, he's a really cool guy. He really, He's really excited to have uh, Juicy Lucy's. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he wants to go to the Nook, so we'll take I was going to say, Ooh. where? Okay. Yeah, we got to take him. Well, that's, I, that's like, I told him, I, I was explaining. I'm that's like, Switzerland right there. Well, so this is what I told him. I, I told him, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, all right, so Matt's is the originator. Like, Matt's mm. is the 
No, honey, it's the originator. We're not one of them came up with the recipe. We're one not, of them started not, the burger. We're not having this conversation. And there are people that it perpetuate them. I'm saying Matt's, Matt's the because Matt's is better than the 5A Club. It's Matt's. Now, that being said, Matt's is a Obama huge... Obama did go to Matt's, so... Matt's is a huge pain in the butt to get into because it's with cash. And he's yeah. like, what makes that a big pain in the butt? I'm like, all right. A but look mild at the location in, of the 5A. A mild yeah. inconvenience, but... You count that with parking and having to wait and everything. It, it, it turns into a pain in the butt. Matt sucks. I love Matt's Juicy Lucy. Yeah, the burger's good. But We did it for Karch one month. We are never going back. No, yeah, it's so hard to deal with. It's, it's such it took a us like pain. an hour to get in. We had a really shit table, bad service. The burger was good. No, the, the, nothing about You go for the burger. Yeah, That's I know. Like That's burger, what we did. Yeah, the burger's good, and I, I can't say anything else about it's good. Their beer's good. But um, Ryan and I often get nothing else. Their beer was good. <laughs> yeah, we, we do actually get takeout. That them. would be much better. Yeah, because then it's super you, quick st- you stand there, you look at. Them I would the bite squad the it. shit out of one of those, but I would never like go back and eat in um, the restaurant. But the Nook is I love really good, and they have all oh, their qualities. Plus, they have that sweet retro bowling alley with the yeah. new guts downstairs. Oh, yeah, that's true. And yeah, and then they also have uh, the Dollar Bill Bar. the The Palm Alder Burger is so good, and it doesn't take too long to do that. I like the Spanish Fly. The Spanish Fly takes like forty five minutes from them to make your burger because they have to make the chorizo. I like the Fireman or whatever they call it. Yeah, the Palm Alder. They even have tiny Juicy Lucy. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they have the little bites. Oh, they're so good. I'm so excited. Now I'm hungry. I love anyway, the Nook. Yeah. We should. Uh, Cut the episode now so I can go and get some food. 